0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is no useless human being.
1: There is no human that was born without a purpose. There is no human that is not on a mission. There is no human That is more human than the other. There is no human that is superior to other humans. And there is no human that is inferior to other humans.
0: We are all humans,
1: homo sapiens. We are all equal. I did not say
0: we are not different.
1: Our differences
0: our differences. The externals which manifests itself in many
1: different ways. It can be how we speak, what we eat, how we dress, the amount of melanin in our skin, all those externals do not make us superior
0: or inferior. If you've been taught that you are superior because you have more melanin or less melanin in your skin, you've been wrongly taught. And now is the time for you to get the right information. Just because your skin is darker, all your skin is lighter. It doesn't mean anything. It does not make you either superior or inferior. We all bleed red. There is one human race, and all other social construct based upon ethnicity, based upon skin color, based upon the continent that somebody is born on, don't matter. I didn't say it. We are one in Christ. There is neither Greek, there is neither Jew, there is neither Gentile, there is neither male or female. We are all one in Christ. This is the truth you should believe and operate by. I want to welcome you to today's broadcast and the three things I would like you to do for me yes i'm doing this for you if you like what you are hearing if you like what you've heard so far i need your help and what i'm going to ask you to do i think is something that you can easily do share this broadcast invite other people to join us If you have any comments, questions, I would like to get them as well. Let me know what you think. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. The more, the merrier. Our goal is 100,000. I want you to help us reach that goal. Thank you for doing that. And last but not the least, I've been speaking from my book.
1: Racism, where is your sting?
0: A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. Some have said racism never dies. Well, they are right. How can he kill something that doesn't exist? Get a copy of the book. You understand my own perspective and why I'm doing what I'm doing. I have a unique perspective. I was born and raised out of the United States. I moved here when I was already an adult. I've lived in the US for almost two decades and I've observed what is happening in the country, I could no longer hold myself because of the way the country is being torn apart. It's going to be very important for you to get a copy of the book so you can understand my own perspective and worldview, and we can have a more level-headed conversation regarding this issue, as I said. You can't kill something that does not exist. We're having a very hard time defining what racism is because it is a constructed idea. It's a social construct. And I've said, and I'll keep saying it time and again, that racism is a boogeyman. Racism is a smokescreen that we try to use to shield, to conceal, to hide the wickedness that people are pe- perpetuating against each other. How does racism manifest itself? When you say somebody is being racist, if we want to use just one word, they are on loving towards other people people who are racist are unloving towards other people yeah who don't look like them if you want to qualify it like that unfortunately everywhere you have humans this Unlovingness is manifested. People are racist. They segregate themselves from other people who don't look like them. Unfortunately, every society on earth where you have humans interacting, there is segregation. Some cases, maybe socioeconomic, religious, you name it. And somebody who is racist will kill. Other people don't look like him or her. Fortunately, everywhere in the world that humans interact, murder is prevalent. Do you know that the highest predator of humans are other humans. Did you know that 400,000, yes, almost half a million humans are killed by other humans each year? Did you know that? What's driving this? What's driving this? Is it the skin color? No. If that was the issue, then societies where you have people that all look alike, they will all be in peace and harmony, there will be no problem. But that is not what is happening. People are killing each other, starting from the very first two brothers. Who? Looked alike yet. Issues of the heart, the wickedness in the heart of Cain prompted him to eliminate his brother. The same thing happened between Joseph and his brothers. His brothers were jealous of him because of his dreams, his gift, his talent, his ability. They saw the future, the future for Joseph, was very bright. Joseph's future was that he was going to be the leader over his brothers, over his parents. His brothers didn't like it. They were envious. According to them, they felt, oh Joseph, you are younger than us. How come? You are the one with this gift of leadership. We are going to make sure within our power that your dreams don't come to pass. We will kill you. We will eliminate you. And that's how the brothers conspired against him, sold him for money. The love of money, the root of all evil. The love of money, the root of all evil. They sold their brother for 20 pieces of silver, went home, lied to their father that he was dead, what prompted these brothers to mistreat their own brother? The heart. The heart of man is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? The heart of man is desperately wicked. And that is why we are told there is a way that seems right unto man but the end is destruction. And that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. If we go by our natural inclination, if we go by our natural instincts, we are going to To be wrong because by default all of us yes including you and me our default position is to be selfish is to be greedy is to take advantage of other people that's why we have laws both natural laws civil laws to help protect us from killing one another. But people still break the law. That's why bad things keep happening. I mean, some of you don't believe that there's any such thing as evil. However, there is evil. And that's what we're trying to confront here. We are going to go past the smokescreen of racism and speak directly to the evil that is tearing us apart. We've been looking at the life of Joseph. He's taught us, three things, four actually. We're going to move into the fifth thing today.
1: Joseph has taught us that it pays to fear God and to obey him. And
0: that forgiveness is the best thing you can do to those who hurt you. and that it's important for us to have an understanding of the bigger picture. And that you have to live above the circumstances. Most people say, oh, I did it because of my circumstances. I did it because I could not help it. That's not good enough. If there's anybody who could have allowed his circumstances to push him to do that which is unacceptable. Joseph had everything, every excuse under the sun that he could have given. He was a slave. He was a slave. And as a slave, he could not say no to the demands of his master. However, he said no to the sexual advances of his master's wife because he feared God and he understood how devastating adultery could be. You are not at the mercy of your circumstances, the circumstances of your ancestors. You are not at the mercy of your history. And that is why I said yesterday, that those pushing critical race theory on us and insisting that society has two classes of people, the oppressed and the oppressors, don't have the complete picture. They have left out the God factor. They have left out the God factor. They have left out the God factor.
1: And following this path is a path of helplessness. It's a path of hopelessness. Don't go down that path. Nothing
0: good is going to come out of it. Nothing good is going to come out of it. Joseph was imprisoned, falsely accused, mistreated. However, we are told God was with him, God was with him, and that he was able, and that is how Joseph was able to emerge out of all the setbacks and became the prime minister of Egypt. The next thing that Joseph teaches us is that we have to make the most with what we're already having. Yeah, making the most. With what you have, making the most with what you have. It is very, 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 very important. I cannot overemphasize this that your gift, which you were born with, is going to make your way out for you. It is more important than the circumstances that are surrounding you. Your gift will make a way for you no matter what your circumstances are, what other people think about you
1: or do to you. Every person has a unique gift that
0: they were born with, and it is your responsibility to discover this gift and use it to render services to other people. Joseph
1: had a gift.
0: Joseph had a gift. And while he was in prison, while he was enslaved, he did not allow those circumstances, to dampen the gift that he had. His gift blossomed, irrespective of his circumstances. And that's what I'm trying to get you today to start thinking. What are you good at? What is your gift? Joseph had a gift of interpreting dreams. Yes, that was his gift. Remember his life. It's shaped, morphed, changed by dreams. He had two dreams when he was a youth. And when he went to prison, two people had dreams. And Joseph didn't say, oh, poor me. I've been accused, uh, falsely accused and sent to prison. I'm going to wallow in my misery. I'm going to wallow in this injustice. I'm going to, I'm going to wallow in my pain. No. He activated his gift and placed that gift at the service of other people. He reached out to people and served them. He didn't allow the shackles, he didn't allow the hopelessness of his situation to prevent him from releasing his gift. He did not wait for the circumstances to change for him to use his gift. And it was only when and only when he released his gift that things began to align up for him, for his freedom, and eventually the big promotion that made him the second in command in Egypt. These days we hear a lot, oh, change the circumstances before we can flourish. No, you can still flourish. We are told, while Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house, he walked diligently. Yes, as a slave, he walked diligently. Please don't misquote me. Don't misunderstand me. I want you to listen and listen very carefully. Slavery is wrong. Every aspect of slavery is evil. There is nothing good in slavery. No human should be deprived of their freedom. No human should work for another human for free. No human should be mistreated, beaten, tortured. None. It's evil. It it, It has always been evil, and it will be evil. However, when you find yourself under circumstances that are out of your power, Circumstances that are unfavorable. Circumstances that are threatening to eliminate you. Remember, your gift is going to make your way out. Your gift is going to make your way out. Your gift is going to make a way out. Don't get distracted. Don't focus so much on the circumstances. Go deeper in you. I started by saying... There is great potential in you already. Do you know it? Have you found it? And the starting point is for you to get reconciled with God. The starting point is for you to get reconnected to God. The starting point is for you to be made alive in Christ. The starting point is for your spirit man to be resurrected, your spirit man to be brought back to life because all of us are dead spiritually in our sin. You need to start from there. Get reconnected to God. Get reconciled to God. Our sins have brought a separation between us and God. Get reconnected. Get plucked into God. Get plucked into God so that you can activate the God dimension, the spiritual dimension of your life. It is going to place you above what Ever circumstances, whatever tries to happen to you. Last time we said nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, be it things in heaven, on earth, under the earth, be it height, depth, width, be it demons, be it principalities, be it powers, be it death, be it torturing, be it persecution, be it famine, be it nakedness, whatever, nothing, nothing, nothing means, nothing can separate you
1: from the love of God. Think about that. And if you are clueless about what God's love is,
0: If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his only begotten son, but gave him up for us. How much more alongside with him will he give us all other things. For God so loved the world, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love is demonstrated. Why we were yet sinners, he sent his Son to die on the cross to become the punishment of our sins, whatever evil we've committed, whatever sin we've committed. Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the penalty. Jesus is willing to share his righteousness with us. That is the love of God. If you've never heard it, if you've heard it today. God loves us. He wants to have a relationship with us. I'm not talking about a religion here. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not going to talk, talking about some denomination. I'm talking about you trying to get back to your heavenly father, to get connected to God. Have you done that? Do you have a relationship with God? You need it. That is what kept Joseph. When he was thrown in the dungeon, when he was falsely accused when he was enslaved, we hear that God was with him. Is God with you? Do you know that? Can you boldly affirm that? Yes, God is with me. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? If the creator of the cosmos, if the creator of the heavens and the earth be for you, who can be against you?
1: You need to activate this dimension in your life. It's very important. When you activate the God dimension in your life, you'll be able to leverage the gifts
0: that you have already. We've said Joseph did not wait to be freed from prison to use his gift. In fact, using his gift while in prison became the key that opened the door, the prison doors, and set him free. You have the key to your freedom in your hands already. You do. You are gifted. Stop believing the lies that you've been told, that you are not good enough. No. You are a child of God. Get reconciled to God. Walk in abundance. I have a question for you. Do you know what your own gift is? I've not said, are your circumstances ideal? I've not said, are you being oppressed or not? No. What I'm asking you is, do you know what your gift is? Joseph was being oppressed. He was under injustice. He was under injustice instead of looking on the extender for freedom, he went in the inside. Do you know your gift? What are you doing with it? Are you using your gift? Or have you allowed your past to ruin your present and steal your future? While it's okay to look behind once in a while, if you focus too much in the past, what's going to happen? It's awkward, isn't it? I'm trying to talk to you now. I'm facing a different direction. How are you feeling right now? Looking at my back. It's awkward, isn't it? It feels strange, isn't it? Then why are you living your life like that? Why are you always looking to the past? There is a future ahead of you. If you want to get into that future, you only have to glance to the past a little bit. if you've spent too much time in the past. You ruin today and ruin your future. No future for you. You know what happens if we want to drive a car and we're only looking in the rear rear end mirror. We're going to crash. Most of us are crashing. It's not racism that's crashing us because we're looking too much in the past. We refuse to move forward. We refuse to forgive. We refuse to take the high road. We are trying to fight evil with evil. We are trying to use darkness to fight darkness. We are trying to use hate to fight hate. How are you going to succeed? How is that going to work?
1: The antidote to hate is love. The antidote to unforgiveness is forgiveness. The antidote to darkness is light. That's why when you enter a dark room, you look for the switch and turn on the light bulb. Why is something so obvious yet?
0: Many don't seem to care or they don't seem to see it. Have you ever known that a gentle anger will turn away wrath? Have you heard that? Try it. Try it. Discalate the situation. escalate
1: the situation. Look for your gift and focus on developing, honing your gift. It's going to set you free. Your gift is going to set
0: you free. Yes, your gift is going to set you free. Now is your opportunity
1: to put this in perspective
0: by engaging your community with your gift. All other yokes and bondages will be broken. I say all under yokes and bondage will be broken. Will be broken. Will be broken. Joseph got his freedom because he used his gift. Not because his conditions were ideal. The conditions were dire. But they were the right conditions for that gift to be manifested. Have you found your gift? Is the pressure on you? trying to point you towards the direction of you using your gift and getting your freedom? Why are you focusing on the circumstances instead of focusing on the solution that you're already having? You can be free, even in prison, because freedom transcends physical barrier. If you refuse to use your gift, you are placing yourself in the worst prison imaginable, because nobody can set you free from such a prison except you. If you refuse to use your gift, if you refuse to find your gift and use it, you've placed yourself in a prison that nobody can set you free. Unfortunately, many people are in this self-created prison. They've been brainwashed to believe that they don't have anything to offer, they're nothing, and they believed a lie. God said, Let's create man in our image and likeness. And God said, I give you the ability to have dominion, power to rule. Why are you believing a lie? And in case you are wondering, how do I know what my gift is? How do I figure out how to use what I'm already having? I'm not talking about what you are going to have. No, you already have it right now. You have the solution right now. You have what it takes to walk in victory. I have a book here. It's a question for you. What do you have? What do you have? The Secret of Experiencing Exponential Growth and Productivity. Joseph flourished while in captivity in Egypt. And we're going to look at some other people who flourished under very difficult circumstances. You don't need to change the circumstances. What you need for you is to find your gift and start using it. This book is going to help you as well Figure that out. I want to thank you so much. If you've been wondering, where can I get this gift? Amazon and all the major uh, book uh, distribution platforms, all my books are there, 17 plus books. And if you want to order them directly from me, you can go to my website, IEMapproach.com, IEMapproach.com, and place the orders. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned for more updates. Share this video. Get some resources. And let me hear your comments. God bless you. Have a fantastic day
1: day